I've just been to get my hair cut and it cost me more than twice what it would cost at any other barber shop in town. And yet I'm happy to pay it. Am I made of money? No. Am I stupid with money? Not usually. So why would I do that? Hey, this is Richard and welcome to the Pandemic Startup. I went to get my hair cut this morning and I go to, I go about once a month. I like to keep, I've been very blessed actually in my mid 40s that I've still got a decent head of hair. It's no longer the colour it once was. It's certainly going a very progressively fetching shade of silver. I think I'm, def- I'm headed for the Philip Schofield look at some point in the future. But it is a decent thick head of hair and nobody in our family has really ever gone bald. Not, not on my mum's side, not on my dad's side. And both me and my two brothers have still got a decent head of hair in our 40s. I know other people are not so fortunate, so I do count that as a real blessing. So I go about once a month and I get my hair cut. And there's lots of places in town that I can get my hair cut. And most places, gents haircut, nine or ten quid and you're in. Hair's done and you're out. I go to a guy called Joey. And Joey charges well over twice what the normal run-of-the-mill barbers, hairdressers in town charges. And yet I pay it happily. I could, if I did a a bid analysis of the offerings in town, of uh, who cuts hair and how much it costs, and I was shopping on price, Joey would be near the bottom of the list. And yet every month I book in, and you have to book, and I go and I pay Joey more than twice what I would pay the barbers that's just at the end of the road near where his shop is. Joey's been set up for five years, and he is never out of business. You have to book. You can't walk in. Uh, more recently, he's, he's employed a, a third person, or there's a third person who works in the shop, who does do walk-in appointments. That's been a very, very recent thing. For the first number of years, Joey and his, uh, the, the other guy that works with him has changed over the years a little bit. You have to book. If you walk in, you won't get an appointment. You book, and you book a half-hour slot. Now, here's why. I pay Joey willingly twice as much as I pay anybody else because of the experience. Joey is brilliant at haircutting. Joey, actually, um, you wouldn't think it to meet him, I guess. I don't know. Maybe this is me stereotyping. He used to cut hair at uh, a very large, very prestigious national chain of hair salons. I won't mention them. I'm not sure what the rules are on, on mentioning company names. But you'll have heard of them very much and he was one of their senior stylists and he used to cut my wife's hair that's how we got to know him she was after many years found someone she actually loved and trusted to cut her hair and he did a great job of it when she first started to cut it short uh, and then the terrible day for her came when joey announced that he wasn't going to cut ladies hair anymore and he was leaving this company and setting up uh, in our town his own barber shop because his dream was always to cut men's hair to have a men's barber shop which he duly did, and unfortunately, that means for five years my wife's had to find somewhere else to get her hair cut. I'm not sure she's ever found someone she's been as comfortable with as Joey, but Joey no longer cuts ladies' hair. Joey cuts men's hair in a little shop in the town where we live, and you have to book. And I'm really glad for the guy because it's always good to see someone set up a successful business. So why do I? What, what is it that makes Joey worth the money to me? Well, one, he is absolutely brilliant at cutting hair. And when you sit down there, and rather than just doing what you tell them to do to your hair the barber says listen the way your hair is what I would try is this 
because your hair is a certain way a style like this would suit it better and make it easier to do and if you wear a cycling helmet or something like that it will not stick up everywhere and it'll just be much much easier for you to manage number one joey has got technical skill number two he's a really good laugh he, he is a good guy he's uh the conversation in the shop gets a little bit ripe sometimes but no i'm never inappropriate you know he's a gentleman but we have a good laugh um it's a good experience to go and sit with him and have your hair cut. And you get a half-hour appointment, you get pretty much half an hour of Joey's time. That's not the same when you go and pay less than half the price just down the road. You're in, zip your hair over and out. Joey's also very consistent. Very, very high-quality haircut. I know if I go in and ask him to do something, it'll be the same as the last time he did it. That isn't the case elsewhere in town. The interpretation of what a number two at the back and sides and a little bit of trim on top looks like in different barbershops is very, very different. I've ended up scalped. I've ended up with almost no hair removed at all. I've ended up looking not quite like Bobby Charlton, but not far off. So the quality and the repeatability of Joey's service and his skill with a pair of scissors and his knowledge of his craft is well worth paying for. He's a great laugh. Now and again, there's been beer in the shop, certainly when he started. There was a bottle of beer in your hand if you, on a Saturday, sitting waiting to get your hair cut. Great music. He's always got some good tunes on. It's a really little shop. There's only room for two seats in the downstairs bit, and there is an upstairs. But it's a really little place, but it's a great atmosphere. He's got it done out really funky. Lots of wood, lots of interesting pictures, just lots of very, very funky stuff that's very Joey. If you've ever experienced him, you'll know exactly what I mean. So there's the experience of going. It's a treat for me. It's actually a treat from me to myself to go and spend half an hour. And in the days when you could sit around in the shop, we can't now, of course, because of COVID. But before this, you could go and sit in the shop. It's worth turning up 15 minutes early just for a bit of chat in the shop with Joey and the other barber and whoever's getting the haircut. You know, it's a really good laugh. So there's the experience of going. You've got Joey's skill. You've got Joey's attention to detail and quality. And you've got the experience of going. There's a whole load of stuff there that adds up to far more than just going and getting my hair made shorter. And I willingly pay for it. I read the book, one of my favourite books, as I've, I've spoken on a video about this on LinkedIn, I've, I've blogged about it, is Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Where he, Seth Godin wrote, writes, that, you know, if you saw a field of cows and they were all brown, you wouldn't tell anybody about them. But if you saw a field of brown cows and there was a purple one in there, you'd remember that. And that's how we have to think about sales and marketing and, and, and promoting our businesses. We have to be something different to the crowd because if you're the same as the crowd you'll compete on one thing and that's price all the other barbers in town there's nothing substantially different between them they're all about the same price and your preference yeah you might have a slight preference from one to the other i don't know i've found them to be broadly similar joey completely different stands in a class of his own very much a purple cow among the barbers in town and as a result people who love that will go to him and people who love that will pay for it and his order book is always full. If you said as a business model, I'm going to set up a barber's in that town, I'm going to charge twice what the rest of them charge, traditional marketing would think you've gone off your rocker, but it works because he's a purple cow. What does that mean for your life and your business? If you're finding yourself again and again coming down to the last two or three on a bid and you're competing on price with people who are offering something broadly similar to you, you need to think what is really different about your company? What's the, the thing that separates you from them? I've said it before, but what would your clients come to you for that they wouldn't dream of going to anyone else for? 
no matter if they were half your price. That sounds like a panacea, but it's perfectly possible in business. We see, it, we see it in the reasons why, and not just small businesses, we see it in the reasons why people will pay more for a MacBook than they'll pay for an equivalent HP or Lenovo laptop. Because Apple has got something, whether it's technically better or not, I don't know, but they've got something that is perceived to be better and worth paying more for than the rest of the market. There's a brand, there's a club, there's a feeling that you buy into by being part of, of the Apple brand. Likewise, Volkswagen Beetles. I mean, they're an old car now, but they've, they've held their value tremendously well because people want to buy into having a fairly old, very low-tech car. But there's a club to be part of. There's a, there's a thing, and, and one of those would cost far more than an equivalent run-of-the-mill car of a similar age. In your life and in your business and in your work, what does that mean to you? It's a question worth asking. It's worth thinking about the example of Joey or thinking about... Someone you know where you pay more for their service and you don't care if there's someone cheaper down the road. That's the place you need to get to. That's when you know you are working in the thing that it is that you were put here to do because you've just been so gifted to be able to do it. So how can you be a purple cow in your life? I'll catch you tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.